Today, I want to talk to you about emotional pain. It's a universal human experience that nobody escapes from participating in. But if you haven't been taught how to process it or regulate your emotions, you're going to walk around with more pain than you deserve or should have to live with. I know most of my shows are about going higher with your mindset and in your energy and vibe, but this one doesn't approach things from that angle so much as it does from a place of getting rid of emotional dead weight and returning to yourself and resetting. But despite that, I think you'll really find this episode helpful. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Eva Miller. Loss, betrayal, trauma, and disappointments. What do they all have in common? Well, they impact our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And they do that by manifesting through our beliefs, our feelings, and ultimately our behaviors. Feelings like worry and anxiety, guilt, shame, regret, resentment, or anger, or even blame, they usually stem from some type of hurt we've experienced. And today I want to consider ideas about letting them go. But before I go any further, let me just say that while I'm talking to you about this, it is a-okay if you are not in that place yet. Maybe there's some hurt inside you that's so big you can't even begin to think of how to start dismantling it. But you don't have to let go of anything you don't want to. You can just listen to my thoughts and hear my suggestions and then not do anything yet or ever. And if you're in a place where you feel like you've been holding on to some stuff and you're ready to let go of it, it's okay to go slow. It's okay to take baby steps. And it is okay if you realize that you have waves of bad feelings coming back from time to time while you're working through them. Some things can be moved through in a couple of hours and some things take longer. So don't set yourself up for unrealistic expectations around this, okay? Okay. Holding on to emotional pain has a significant impact on your well-being. And I think this knowledge is like in our atmosphere because most of us are aware of this, but I'm not sure we grasp just how much of an effect it has on the day-to-dayness in life. So I want to start by considering some of those. One impact is what it has on our mental health. Unresolved pain contributes to the development of mental health conditions like depression and anxiety and even post-traumatic stress disorder. And negative emotions that persist usually lead to you dwelling on them, maybe having intrusive thoughts, and eventually impact your emotional stability. Another impact is to your physical health. The connection between your mind and body is so powerful and holding on to emotional pain will ultimately manifest as physical symptoms. Chronic stress that results from emotional pain that's been unaddressed does things like weaken your immune system. It increases your blood pressure. It disrupts your sleep patterns and it can lead to even more health issues over time. It can affect your relationships too because emotional pain that isn't processed or released can slowly sneak in and contribute to misunderstandings or conflicts. 
It kind of feeds insecurities. And any resentment or bitterness that stems from the pain that's not been dealt with is going to affect things like your communication and your trust and even the emotional closeness you feel with that person. And it impacts your personal growth too, because the energy you spend holding on to your pain prevents you from having the energy to spend towards self-improvement or learning and going after new opportunities or interests. It keeps you from fully engaging in the present. And then when you're afraid of maybe repeating a painful experience, that might make you want to avoid risks and challenges that would actually help you grow. Emotional pain impacts the quality of your life overall because it restricts your ability to experience things like joy and fulfillment and feeling content. It turns you into a Debbie Downer and it limits your capacity to appreciate positive experiences. And I know you probably know someone like that. They're a great person, but they're always just so negative all the time and it drains you when you spend time with them. It also escalates your negative emotions and it makes them all feel worse and more intense. Sadness can turn into depression. Anger morphs into rage and anxiety leaps right into chronic worry. And when you don't have healthy ways to cope with your pain, it can lead to you having some coping mechanisms that are wildly unhealthy, like substance abuse, overeating, gambling, excessive dieting, excessive working, excessive shopping, all kinds of things like that. And holding on to that emotional pain distorts your self-identity. You might begin to see yourself as only a victim or to start defining yourself by your pain, which ultimately leads you to have a lower self-esteem and to have a stronger sense of powerlessness. And it clouds your judgment and your decision-making abilities Negative emotions can skew perceptions and lead to reactive choices instead of rational, thought-out, thoughtful choices. So let's talk about the process of letting go. This is not all-encompassing. This is just a good jumping-off place. Just some things, some things I've observed for myself and in my experience as well as what I've seen in others. But start by acknowledging and accepting the emotional pain. And by accepting... I don't mean that you approve of it or you welcome it. It just means that you accept that pain is part of life. You have to be willing to feel it if you ever want to heal it. And I'm not trying to be rhyming here. That's just how it is. And ignoring or denying your emotional pain doesn't make it go away. It just keeps it stuck inside you. You can stick your head in the sand, but nothing changes. You just don't see it, but it's still all there happening around you. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable and finding a healthy way to express and release your feelings is a really big step toward healing. And that might look like seeing a counselor like I did or a therapist. It might look like engaging in intense physical activity like running or lifting heavy weights. Or maybe it looks like doing something calmer that's still physical like art or writing, journaling, painting, pottery, crafting, sewing, anything like that. Part of the process also means allowing yourself to grieve and process your emotions. And everybody wants this part to pass quickly, but unfortunately, it just, it takes how long it takes. Sometimes healing is slow, but as long as you're making progress, even slow progress is still forward motion. There's another 
piece of the process that I want to talk about, which is forgiveness. And this might be a little bit of a hot topic, but hear me out, okay? I think we believe that if we forgive, it means that we're okay with whomever or whatever caused the pain, or that it means what happened wasn't actually as bad as it felt to us, or that we're being flippant about it, like, oh, it's fine, or that restitution or an apology isn't deserved or warranted. I think sometimes we believe that letting go without some type of justice being served means that we've endorsed it. So we tend to resist this part. But first of all, none of those things are true. And I want to emphasize forgiveness doesn't release anyone or anything as much as it releases you from the hold that all that negative energy that's going on inside you has had on your life and the headspace that it takes up that it doesn't even pay rent for. It might sound trite or like a cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. There is real power in forgiveness and letting go of the pain, which leads me to the next part, which is why you should consider letting go. When you decide to let go of whatever it is you've been carrying, you set yourself free emotionally. You feel lighter because you're not carrying around all that emotional baggage with you everywhere you go. Letting go empowers you to reclaim your emotional well-being and it puts you back in charge. And it opens the doors to new opportunities because now you're not focused on the past and it leaves you open to future possibilities instead. So letting go improves your mental and physical health all the way around. I've used the example before about buying new furniture and how you take the old furniture out before you bring the new furniture in. And emotionally speaking, you have to do the same thing. Letting go is the equivalent of taking out the bags of trash that you've collected as you've cleaned out the space and you've piled them all in one area and then you take them all out at once. And it leaves room when you take all that out for something new and pretty and healthy to go there. Letting go literally reduces stress and anxiety. And a healthier mind-body connection plays a really big part in you experiencing better physical health. Releasing emotional pain fosters other healthier relationships in your life. So maybe you're thinking, you know, I I do want to let go of some stuff, but I don't really know how or where to start. So I, you know, made a little list of some things for you to think about and consider. Let's start with meditation. It might sound weird, but it really can help you begin to let go of your emotional pain. There are a ton of apps. Some are free. Some cost money. Pick what you like. Just if you need guidance, you can go on YouTube and look on there. You probably find a ton of stuff for free. But just make it a part of your daily routine. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It's more important that you just start small and be consistent. In the beginning, when I first started meditating, I fell asleep all the time. And that in and of itself wasn't a bad thing. I'm not great at sleeping sometimes. I've had to work on my sleep patterns because I've held on to stress in my body and emotional pain without even being aware of it. But I got better at it and I don't always fall asleep now. But sometimes even just taking five minutes to sit and focus on breathing deeply resets your nervous system and makes you feel better. So Even that small step is a step in the right direction. Consider 
your self-care practice. And if you are thinking what self-care practice, right there is a good indication you could start there, right? So create routines and practices that nurture your emotional well-being. Try different things on, you know, to see how they feel and fit you and how you feel when you're doing them or when you don't. Like, just play with it and see what works for you. Self-compassion is a great way to heal and release pain. So make sure that you're being gentle with yourself. You are already way too hard on you anyway as it is. So just lighten up a little and love yourself. And get yourself a support network. You know, if the people in your life don't support you in the way that you need to be supported, find new people. There's like 8 billion of us on the planet. The five people in your life that aren't cutting it for you, they can be replaced. What's that Beyonce song? To the left, to the left. Get professional help if you need it. Don't let your ego keep you stuck where you are. And then finally, I would encourage you to Try on a new lens for the way you look at things. Pain does not have to be a constant in your life. It's possible for it to become just a passing experience. It doesn't have to become your personal identity. I'm not joking when I say I literally forget that I was married to someone before Moose, someone who abused me physically, mentally, and sexually. In fact, The only reason that domestic violence survivor is included in my bios on social media is so women who are going through that or have gone through that can find me and they will know that there's someone out there who sees and understands them. I made a very conscious choice not to stay in a state of victimhood. And that perspective change has played a big part in shaping my healing. So It seemed really appropriate for me to talk about this now because, well, fall is coming and nature is actually also getting ready to go into let it go mode. And I really hope that this episode has taken some weight off your shoulders. I really appreciate you tuning in today. If you liked this episode and you haven't already, why not subscribe to the show so you don't miss any more episodes? And if you loved this episode, would you be willing to leave a written review? I'm not asking for anything long or fancy, just a line or two saying what you like about the show. It helps other people find the podcast and then they can read the review and decide if they want to give it a listen. I really appreciate it. I'll be back next week with more. Talk to you then. Okay, that's all I've got for you this time. If you want to see if my coaching program can help you, you can set up a Blue Skies call with me to learn more. It's free. I am not high pressure. I'm not going to badger you. We just have a conversation. You tell me the things you need, what you're looking for, and I tell you what I do to help people and how my program might work with you. If they match up, great. If they don't, all you've lost is an hour of your time. Link is in the show notes. Talk to you next week.